Ready to find your next favorite podcast? Start here. And you know, if you want to be a, also a force for good in the world, Matt Iglesias has his book, A Billion Americans. And he lists a bunch of arguments. So one of the things he notes that I think is very interesting and important is if you want to be a, a force for good in the world, you've got to have the biggest market in the world. Somewhere, and it might have been you, somewhere in, a, in our email exchanges leading up to today's program, somebody said that Means TV is a, quote, anti-capitalist Netflix. And I had this sense of being a ghost in my own life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been privileged to witness and be part of life without needing to actually make a difference. On this episode, we sample three economics podcasts, Macro Musings, Economic Update, and Common Good. Welcome to Start Here from Cincinnati Public Radio. I'm Trip Eldridge. Each week, we sample and highlight three podcasts to help you navigate the exploding podcast world and maybe find your next podcast obsession. Plus, get an email summary of each podcast we feature with our weekly Start Here email blast. Just go to wvxu.org slash subscribe and select the Start Here Blast email at the bottom of the page. And if you like what you hear, please rate us an Apple podcast. A five-star rating will help others find us in the iTunes gallery. With special thanks to Cincinnati Public Radio's Ronnie Salerno and Kevin Reynolds, let's start here. The word economics generates many different responses, from wonky ideas to confusion to anxiety left over from college courses. So we're giving you three podcasts that may help explain economics as well as entertain you as you learn. We begin with a sample of Macro Musings, hosted by David Beckwith of the Mercatus Center at George Mason University Think Tank. Macro Musings is a podcast that pulls back the curtain on important macroeconomic issues of the past present and future. David discusses topics like inflation, monetary policy, labor markets, and more, all in the context of real-world events. Here's a sample of Macro Musings featuring the episode with Peter Gagnon, an associate professor at the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Peter joins David to talk about his work on the dynamism and resiliency of the U.S. economy. And in this clip, he talks about the biggest failure during the Great Recession after David highlights the importance of the U.S. maintaining its dominance as the largest market in the world. And you know, if you want to be a, also a force for good in the world, Matt Iglesias has his book, A Billion Americans. And he lists a bunch of arguments. So one of the things he notes that I think is very interesting and important is if you want to be a, a force for good in the world, you've got to have the biggest market in the world. You know, movies, corporations, they cater to the biggest market and we can set a tone for the world as opposed to, say, China being the biggest market and it dictating in terms of what kind of messages and branding go out. So with fixed costs of innovation... You just got to be the biggest. You've got to be the biggest. And, and then on top of that, just you got to have, I think, you know, the bodies, the ideas to support economic growth. But with that said, let's, let's move from long run growth and, and dynamism discussion to short term and questions of resiliency, because you've written on that, too. You've written both about the Great Recession as well as the pandemic. I want to briefly spend some time on the Great Recession because you have several papers that you wrote about the mortgage issue, household wealth versus liquidity. So maybe give us a bird's eye view of what you covered and found regarding the Great Recession and housing. Great. So just very briefly, when I was in that unheated apartment in D.C., Pascal Noel, who's my longtime co-author, was also in D.C. in an apartment, hopefully with heat. And he was in the trenches working on housing policy in the White House during the Great Recession. And I think most people would agree at this point that the Great Recession response to the 
decline in housing prices and the wave of delinquencies is generally considered to be a failure. And we've done since we went to graduate school is try to unpack some of the pieces of that failure and try to understand, you know, where did it come from? How can we do things differently? And we've tried to unpack and understand where mortgage default comes from and what do you do about it? So first, let's talk about where mortgage default comes from. Then we'll talk for one more second about what do you do about it? So mortgage default almost always coincides with a decline in household incomes. Our first economics podcast, Macro Musings. Get more musings now from the podcast menu at wvxu.org. Just select the Start Here Collections. To our next economics podcast, Economic Update with University of Massachusetts Professor Richard Wolf. This podcast gives you a unique view of the economy through the Marxist lens. The podcast sets its sights on exploring systemic solutions to our economy's problems, including, and here's the operative phrase, alternate ways to organize production and distribution of goods and services we all depend on. Now, while you might not agree with Professor Wolf's position, the podcast pushes the economic envelope to help educate you and persuade you, potentially. Let's sample economic update with Nick Hayes, who joins the show to discuss his creation of the streaming service Means TV. Here's Professor Wolf introducing Nick and explaining the focus of Means TV. Somewhere, and it might have been you, somewhere in, in our email exchanges leading up to today's program, Somebody said that Means TV is a, quote, anti-capitalist Netflix. Could you just respond to that characterization and whether you think it's reasonable or not? Yeah, absolutely. So in the sense that our core offering is a streaming service, I would say that's accurate, that we are a sort of similar product offering to Netflix. However, unlike Netflix, we don't rely on speculative financing or accounting tricks to pay no taxes. And I would say we're anti-capitalist in two ways. The content we put out on the platform is content that we feel reflects working class life in the US and around the world. And we also are a worker cooperative and run the business in a way that aligns with our anti-capitalist values. All right. That's clear. Thank you. Um, and it helps me understand our collaboration here, which I hope will be the beginning of, of more of this kind of thing amongst the two of us, but also to the growing community of worker co-ops that are critical of the system that they are struggling to survive within. Well, you started in a way with a political act working with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Does that mean that you feel that Means TV is or is intending to become in some way part of a new left political reality taking shape in the U.S.? Yeah, so my partner Naomi and I originally created a production company together, Means of Production, and our what we were trying to do with that company was create effective advertising and videos and content for only unions, very left-wing candidates that are running for elections. And so we did that for a time. We did a lot of videos for, for unions around us in Michigan when we lived there. And yeah, we did the AOC video. And I think uh, what our goal with Means TV was 
is to create a, a more enduring, long-lasting institution. That's a sample of Economic Update. For more, check out the Start Here Collections page at wvxu.org slash start here, H-E-A-R. Our final economics podcast is from local creators, Rabbi Miriam Turlinchamp, Cincinnati consultant Peter Block, and producer Joey Taylor. It's called Common Good. And Common Good is an economics podcast of sorts, but so much more. Its focus is on leaving a culture of scarcity for a community of abundance. The Common Good podcast is a conversation about the significance of place, eliminating economic isolation, and the structure of belonging. So while economics is regularly revisited, one of the topics, Common Good focuses on a more spiritual or metaphorical economics, the economics of the common good. Here's a clip from Common Good's recent episode featuring Peter Block speaking with poet David White and the economics of poetry, and specifically in this clip about paying attention to the questions that appear in life. I was thinking, David, what's the question that's slowly dawning on you at this stage of the game? You said the powerful question is one that snuck up on you and you didn't even know it was there. Well, I just had a really powerful experience. I sat Zen for many years, sat on the black cushion facing a wall pretending to be Japanese. uh, And uh, I did it for so long, I felt as if I had it in my body. But actually, I've started to return to sitting because it is an actually a magnified art form. And I felt like I really wanted a faster way of going deeper. But it started to really, along, you know, with, I suppose, with the attentive powers of poetry itself, uh, things have started to really kind of undo, you could say, and fall apart in a good way. So I was just in working in Copenhagen and southern Sweden. And in the streets of Copenhagen, one beautiful evening, there was a low, watery sun and there was a bit of rain beginning to weep, but the light was beautiful down the street. I had this sudden articulation you you could say i blessed myself (laughs) by saying what if you'd already done your work what if your work was completed Mm. david and that immediately led to that anxiety that you spoke about that means it's a real question and the anxiety is this ancient superstition that if you've done your work then you're on your way out you know you're going to die in other words because your work has been done And then I took another deeper step into it and said, well, what if your work was done, but you were still hanging around? (laughs) 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 And it was a really, so I then had this very physical experience, both in Copenhagen. And then we drove across the famous bridge across into Sweden. And I was in the woods of Southern Sweden with this marvelous outdoor conference. And I had this sense of being a ghost in my own life. Yeah. Mm of being privileged to witness and be part of life without needing to actually make a difference. Wrapping up our feature of economics podcasts, that's local Cincinnati creators, common good podcast. Listen to more now on the podcast menu at wvxu.org. Just click on start here from the podcast menu. On to the Apple Podcast Charts. As is usual and customary, let's look at what's hot around the nation as presented by Chartable.com. 
Well, debuting last week, a podcast about a subject that you might not have thought of. The podcast is If Books Could Kill, and it's about dumb books that captured our collective imagination. Hosted by Your Wrongabouts, Michael Hobbs, If Books Could Kill focuses on airport books, the super spreader events of American stupidity, he says. The first book they feature is the wildly popular Freakonomics. That's If Books Could Kill, number one on the Apple Podcast charts. To learn more about If Books Could Kill and the other podcasts we feature today, check out the Start Here email. Just go to wvxu.org slash subscribe, and you'll find the Start Here newsletter that you can just check right there on the page. Thank you for joining us for Start Here, Cincinnati Public Radio's Discovery Podcast. For more about other podcasts we like, check out the Start Here collection at wvxu.org. It's our new specially curated collection of podcasts we think you might enjoy. Plus, check out the local podcast collection, podcasts created right here in Cincinnati by our local creators. And remember, if you've got a podcast or an episode you'd like to recommend, email us at podcast at wvxu.org. I'm Trip Eldridge for Cincinnati Public Radio, and thank you for choosing to start here.